You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hi guys, it's Hillary here. Just a quick note, this series does deal with a lot of tough subject matter that may be difficult for some listeners. So please keep this in mind when and where you choose to listen to these episodes. Christian is frustrated. He stands outside of his father-in-law's house demanding to see his child. It was his day with his daughter, and Jaden is nowhere to be seen. The tension continues to escalate as Pat Chisenhall dials 911, believing that his life and the life of his daughter Katie are in danger. He presses the phone to his ear and waits for the operator to pick up. Carney County 911, what is the address for your emergency? Last episode... We took you through Tony and Dolly's version of events on October 12th, 2013. On this episode, we'll take you through what happened according to Christian's estranged wife, Katie, and her father, Pat Chisenhall. I'm Hillary Burton Morgan, and this is True Crime Story, It Couldn't Happen Here. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. By now, you know our lovely team. We have Dan, Poe, and Andrew here with us. And you guys, last week, we had Tony Griggs walk us through what happened the day before and the day of Christian Griggs shooting. And beyond that, not much other information is revealed quite yet. We described and went on that journey with Tony. And we don't normally go that route. Usually, we have a member of law enforcement or a lawyer or Someone who was involved in the investigation walk us through the facts of a case. In this situation, there was no member of law enforcement that wanted to talk to us. And so for you guys, how did we arrive at being able to present Katie and Pat's narrative of that morning? Who did we reach out to? We reached out to the investigator who ran the crime scene. We reached out to the sheriff. We reached out to the current sheriff and the former sheriff, who was the sheriff at the time. We reached out to law enforcement and the prosecutors in this case, but most of them never responded to our requests. Mm -hmm. There's a hazard for them to be interviewed because 
they've written it off as a self-defense case. So anything they might say could open up a can of worms for them. Is it also a hazard, though, to stay quiet? I mean, if they are proud of their work and they stand by their work, is there a hazard to not show up and defend it? How much confidence can you have in your law enforcement if they're not open to answering questions? I think to answer your question, is there hazard in not showing up and saying something for us for the purposes of this program? I think that silence is the best option when you don't know. I mean, there are many sayings of two can keep a secret if one is dead. Right. The homicide detectives in New York used to tell us if you're guilty, if you've done something wrong, don't tell anyone. Silence is, it works. Well, they are absolutely presenting a united front because we contacted the sheriff's department and the DA's office and neither one of them will speak to us. It's also important to remember that the statute of limitations on prosecuting an actual murder or homicide is, it never closes. Mm -hmm. So in theory, they could open a murder investigation case at any time. You would think that at least like the former sheriff would talk to us because if he's not planning on running for re-election, what's the harm? Well, you know? because maybe he said, this is what we're going to do, and he doesn't want to open himself up to sully his legacy. Mm -hmm. Now, the new sheriff is Wayne Coates. I don't want to say new. He's been sheriff for a while, and he is also kind of signaled that he is not interested in talking about this case. He's not interested in prosecuting this case, investigating it further, nothing. So to answer your other question, is there a problem with silence? There's no problem with silence if people just move on. Don't care. But if people are asking still all these years later... Right. So the problem with silence is only when journalists or documentarians or the family continue to raise a ruckus and shine a light on it and ask the questions and try to push the story out. Otherwise, if silence happens enough and it just goes away, then that's the perfect response if you don't want to talk about it. Well, we may have come face to face with a genuine blue wall. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Is the blue wall real? Yes. I mean, yes. So we're not saying that based on like, oh, they don't talk to us. We're saying that based on the fact that they turn on their own when their own are critical. Who reached out to the Chisholm Halls on behalf of our show? Well, Celia, I believe, reached out initially, who's one of our producers on the show. We tried many numbers and never got responses. We did get in contact with Pat Chisholm Hall's attorney and basically asked him. And he was like, okay, I'll talk to my client and see what he thinks. And he wasn't interested. And I think we asked again, for sure, like, are you, you know, we really would like to speak with us. And he officially sent an email basically declining to participate. I think with Katie, we never actually spoke directly to her. We did reach out to her, but we got no response directly from her. Yeah, but I mean, in their case, if they're just like, yeah, we were, this was a justified homicide, why would they talk? I mean, really, honestly, I mean, with Pat Chosenhall, if there's question, I would see why he would talk. Katie, I can't imagine why she would talk either way, regardless, even if she's like, this was absolutely clean and it went the way it should, why would she talk at this point? It's like a very ugly, dark situation. Yeah, it's very understandable why they did not want to participate and why they want to put the whole thing behind them. Well, that's it. We're not trying to have like, aha, gotcha moments. 
it is important for our production that we ask everybody and we try to cover it from every single angle. Well, there's two things. We have documentation of their stories. We have police reports. We have other things that they filed, uh, paperwork that they have filed. We have the 911 calls. We have Pat's interview at the police station. We have Pat's walkthrough. Pat's reenactment, which was like, that was absolutely the most vibrant. Yeah. So we are able to get a lot of their story directly from them Mm -hmm. by way of these documentations. The night before Christian's death, what does Pat say happened? So Friday night, we know from Dolly and Tony's story that Christian went over to the Chisholm Hall's house to pick their daughter, Jaden, up. It was going to be his weekend with Jaden. He had his visitation that they had agreed upon that weekend. Right. But when he comes back to Tony and Dolly's house, Jaden's not with him. So we don't know the exact details of what happened when Christian went to pick his daughter up. But we do know from official documentation that something went wrong. And Katie and Christian ended up having an argument outside of her home. And she wouldn't let him inside the house. So he started banging on the windows and demanded to be let into the house. And she wouldn't let him in. And she says that he then ripped a window air conditioning unit out of the window in an attempt to gain access to the house. So supposedly he doesn't gain access to the house. He just pulls the air conditioning out and then leaves. But that's what the complaint is about. We have to do this back and forth behind the scenes of like, what is true? What is true from Katie and Pat's statement? What is true from the context that the Griggs give us? So just purely looking at Pat and Katie's side here, it's that he came over, he picked a fight, and because of that, he was denied visitation by his child's mother. And so she feels very justified in saying, no, you're erratic right now. I'm not going to put my child in a car with you. He feels justified in that he should have a say in who his daughter gets into a car with. She was still very young at the time. So we have both parties feeling like they are in the right. Pat and Katie's side is that after Christian leaves, they get into the car and what do they do? They go to the police station and report Christian's activities there and the police issue arrest warrants for Christian for trespassing for breaking and entering, and for damaging the air conditioning unit. Now, these arrest warrants weren't served. Nobody came to arrest Christian. And I believe all of these were misdemeanors, and they would have just held him for 48 hours. So Christian has no idea that these arrest warrants exist, that Pat and Katie have started this ball rolling. And so according to Pat and Katie, what happens the next morning? So the next morning, according to the documents we have, Pat and Katie say that they go file a restraining order against Christian, basically trying to get something that would say that Christian can't come around Katie anymore. So from what we can tell, they go and file it in one county, and then they were told that they had to go file a paperwork in a different county. So this paperwork never actually got filed, but they say that they went with the intention of filing a restraining order. For me, this is kind of the biggest story point of this case. This is the reason why Christian is dead. Christian and Katie have an all-out domestic argument and altercation. He's yelling, cursing, and acting violent is what the document says. 
The cursing is the part of the paperwork that is interesting to me because I feel as though if Christian had done things that were truly explosive or truly violent or said direct threats, the Chisholms were looking for any excuse to put down on paper why he can't take Jaden and why he can't come around. And the worst of it is that he cussed in front of his daughter and that he took this air conditioning unit out. Now, the air conditioning unit, we know from photos, was not destroyed. It's placed on the carport right next to where that window was. That is a part of the crime scene evidence that we have. There's no damage to the window that the air conditioning unit came out of. It doesn't seem like there's an attempt to get in that way. So well, she would have said if he got in. So he took the window unit out. He was yelling. He was cussing. That's a scary situation. But it's also incredibly important to say this is one person's perception of a dispute over custody that was clearly, we know from the other side, an incredibly upsetting ongoing issue. Yeah, and the air conditioning unit is outside in the driveway, right on the ground, but we don't know that he took it out either. I mean, all we have to go by is her statements and the fact that it's sitting on the ground outside. So we could assume, but you know, we don't know. We weren't there. So we, we we'll, have to just take her word at this point. We'll definitely get into more of that because we're going to dissect this entire crime scene, all the evidence that's there. But for the purpose of this episode, Pat and Katie say they went that morning to get the restraining order. The ball is in motion. And when they come back home, Jaden's not there. You know, Jaden's off at a different location with Katie's mother. And so when Pat and Katie come back to the family compound there, Christian shows up fully expecting to pick up his daughter. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. 
Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. So Christian was outside of Pat Chisenhall's house for like six minutes. And most of that time is captured on 911 calls. It's like we have a tape recorder at the scene. And so for you all at home, because the calls overlap and because there are mere seconds between the phone calls, we are going to air them for you right now in their entirety. So if that sounds a little bit confusing, Just know that it is also confusing for us, but it is important to understand when Katie and Pat were on the phone at the same time. Some quick caveats with these calls. We are purposely cutting out personal information. The quality of these can be tricky at times because they are phone calls. And lastly, they're difficult to listen to. So please, if you choose to listen to them, take good care of yourselves. Now, Katie picks up the phone at 10.51 a.m. on October 12th, 2013. She dials 911. Hi, I need someone at my house. My husband is in my yard acting crazy, threatening me, threatening my dad. And what's your name? Katie Griggs. And you said this is your dad? All right, so Katie's call ends at 10.53 a.m. And something I do find interesting is that the 911 operator asks Katie if she's been assaulted and her response is not today. So what does that inform the 911 operator? It implies that she's saying that he may have assaulted her on another occasion, but not today. And then she goes further into that by saying he has warrants out for his arrest. We went last night to file reports against him. 
So those warrants were for domestic criminal trespassing and breaking or entering with injury to real property. So that seems like it would be the damage Christian did to the air conditioning unit. And so as she continues on the phone with 911, they say, where is he right now? And she has to clarify he's on the front porch, but it's of her parents' house. So really, she's saying she's next door. And she's saying Christian is on the front porch. Now, Andrew made a good point when we were listening to this. She's saying that we don't know if she's looking out the window, if she's hiding in a closet, and that's just the last place she knew he was. But in this phone call, the last thing she says to 911 is, he's on the front porch. And then how many seconds later does her father's phone call come in? I mean, it's overlapping. Her father's first phone call comes in as she's on the phone. No. Yeah, 1050. Yes. Mm-hmm. At 1053, yeah, his- her call ends. His starts at 105137. So a minute and a half before the end of her call, her father, Pat, calls 911. Harney County 911, what is the address for your emergency? County 911, what is the address for your emergency? Hello? Harnett County 911, what is the address of your emergency? Okay, sir, your name? Pat Chisholm Hall. Okay, and tell me exactly what happened. My daughter is a strange coast, and we have a restraining order against him. Took it out last night, and he's here making threats against us this morning. Okay, so he's there now? Yeah. Threatens me and her. You took the restraining order out last night? Last night as we were looking at the magistrate's office, yes. Was it a domestic violence restraining order or was it just a restraining order? Domestic violence. Okay, are any weapons involved? No, not at this time. Okay, my partner's going to dispatch a deputy. Let me ask you a few specific questions, okay? Okay. Okay. All right, hold on just a second. Are you at that location now, sir? He's actually in my house, which is next door. with you now? Yes. In the house. Okay, sir. Where is he at now? He's out in the yard. He's sitting on the front porch. Okay. I need to get his description. What race is he? Black male. And what kind of clothing does he have on? A white uh, sweater with a hood. Okay, what kind of pants? Gray. And how old is he? I 
think 24, I believe. Okay, and what is his name? Christian Griggs, G-R-I-G-G-S. And how do you spell his first name? Christian, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. Okay, and what is his demeanor, sir? Hostile. And you said this is your daughter's estranged husband? Yes. How tall is he? About 5'10", 5'11". And what is his weight or build? Medium, 175 maybe. Okay, sir. Sir, can you take yourself to a safe location and avoid any further contact with him? Can you take him? Can you go inside and lock your doors and windows and avoid any further confrontation with him until an officer can arrive? Sir. Okay. Get yourself to a safe location and just avoid any contact with him. Okay. Nothing. Did he arrive in a vehicle? Yeah. What kind of vehicle was it, sir? What color? Silver Acura. Is it a two door or four door? Four door. vehicle parked at now? At the other house, my daughter's house. We're next side by side. Okay. Okay, are you or anyone else in immediate danger? Yeah, I think so, possibly. Okay. Yes, I think so. Are you able to get yourself to safety? Yes. Okay, can you, if you think you can leave safely, get away now, and where are you going to go? Well, I, I think I can get in the house. Okay. I think I'm okay here. Okay, if you can get in the house, sir, take the phone with you. What was the threats that he made? To beat me up, um, and he's just looking through the window, shouting at my daughter, demanding to see his child, and uh, okay. crazy. Sir. Just keep very quiet and try to stay out of sight and avoid any confrontation with him. Lock your doors and windows. If he, um, if anything changes or if he tries to get in and you're inside, call us back immediately and let us My know. My daughter, he took out the restraining order last night. Yes, sir. I'm going to try to look that up so our deputy can um, know. If you can, make a list of all dates, times, and details of any previous instances. Do not disturb anything at the scene, including any weapons, tools, or objects found nearby an officer has been dispatched if you could just give us a call back immediately now pat's phone call is very calm almost like we were shocked that there wasn't a faster response time between questions and answers with 911 there's much less urgency in his phone call than in katie's phone call and so pat says We filed a restraining order last night. Which we, just to point out, Katie says warrant, which is what it was. He's saying restraining order, which it was not. Well, he's saying they got restraining order last night, but really... He is mixing up. that It was that morning they had actually gone to try to and failed to file a restraining order. But 
again, the same way they said to Katie, has he assaulted you? And she said, not today. They ask Pat, does he have any weapons? And Pat says, not at this time. No, he says, are there any weapons involved? Christian hears the word hostile. You know, Pat's on the phone and everything he's saying is very yes or no. We've all been in that situation where we don't want the person around us to know who we're on the phone with. And that is what it sounds like. Yes, no, he's here. But as Christian approaches, the word hostile, 911 asks, what is his demeanor? And he says, hostile. And that's when Christian jumps in. That's when he knows he's being spoken about. And he jumps in and says, let me, let me talk to them. Right. And then he follows it up with what? He says, you can't tell a father what to do with his child. When he's near Pat, you hear him and he's not screaming being violent even though that's been what's being said, right? He's clearly not next to Pat. And then when he is next to him, he's saying, let me talk to the police. And then he's talking about his child, which is the base of this whole dispute, him trying to get his child since he was supposed to have custody that day. And what do we know from Christian's phone records that he was doing in this time period? He calls Tony. Yep. Christian makes several phone calls also. Christian calls his father and tells him what's going on. Christian also has been making calls really all morning to various lawyers. I think actually at least one of them is right in the middle of all of this. 911 asks Pat Chisholm, can you get to a safe location? He says, yeah. They say, are you in immediate danger? Can you get to safety? And he says, I think I'm okay here. Yeah, I can do that. And they do that exchange twice. It's like they ask him if he can get to safety and he says yes. But then he's not saying, I'm walking across the yard. He's not narrating what he's doing. Then he has an interaction. And then again, they say, can you get to safety? Yes. And when he says, are you in immediate danger? He goes, maybe I think so. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Hyundai. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. So what's 911 saying to him? They're telling him that people are on the way. There are certain like lines that 911 has to say, like avoid him, avoid any contact, avoid any interaction with him, just close the blinds, lock the doors, lock the windows. They are telling him to de-escalate by avoid, 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 avoid. And so they've asked him twice now, can you get to safety? He says yes. And as they're still kind of giving him instructions, the call drops out. We know from Pat Chisenhall's later 911 call, he says to the next operator, I dropped my phone before. But that call cuts out. And at that point, we hear no yelling. We hear no breaking of a window. Seemingly, Christian isn't close to him. And no one said he's broken a window yet. And no one has said anything about breaking or entering yet. Pat's making his way up the porch stairs is our assumption to get into the house. That's what he says he's doing. Well, because that's what he tells us. Yeah, of course, you know. But then two seconds later, we've got a call from Katie. And this one comes in at 10.58 a.m. Johnson County. Yes, Johnson. Yes, over here. He is working in my house. Please, wait, ma'am. Where are you at? Call over the sheriff's office. Please. Okay, hold on. You are currently being sheriff's office. Sir, I just called and spoke to someone. My husband, he is broken into my house. I just called. Y'all said you were sending someone, but he was broken into my house. Please. Okay, I've got two deputies coming, ma'am. Please, thank you so much. You're Please, first. Mm, you're welcome. She's panting. I mean, it takes a minute for any actual words to happen. And she sounds incredibly freaked out. It's hard. There's a lot of background noise. There's definitely some from the call center. You can definitely hear certain things from the call center and background chatter from the 911 end of it. She sounds really scared. She's saying that he's breaking into the house. At the same exact time, her father's supposed to be entering the house. Let's hear the last phone call. It is Pat Chisenhall calling in at 10.59 a.m. Harnett County, 911, address for emergency. Okay, your name? Pat Chisenhall. Tell me exactly what happened, sir. I just called Mama Fiore, my wife. My daughter, she said Charleston was threatening. And I was trying to get in the door. He, he busted in the window, was coming in the window, attacking me. I shot him. You shot somebody? Yes. Yeah. Who was breaking into your house? Christian Briggs. Yeah, I just called 911 just a moment ago. Okay. I was still on the line and I dropped the phone. Okay. 
on the phone with me, okay? Where is he at right now? On the front porch. Okay. Go back through the window. Is he breathing? I think so. Okay. Hold on one second, sir. Don't hang up. Hold on. We've got help on the way. Okay, sir, are you still with me? Yes. Okay. I'm going to ask you some questions, okay? Okay. All right. Is there anyone there that can go check on him and see if he's breathing? He appears to be looking through the window. He appears to be. Okay, can you tell where he was shot at? I shot him in the stomach. In the stomach? Okay. 
I'm actually showing someone to be there. Do you see an officer out there? Yes, yes, yes. Just hold up. Yes, thank you, thank you. All right, I'm going to stay on the phone with you until he gets right there with you, okay? His father's showing up, and he's screaming and yelling. All right. Now, is the yes. officer there with you? They, they just pulled up. Okay. All right, sir, I'm going to let you go, okay, since they're there with you. All right, thank you. I shot him in the stomach. I don't know how many, a couple. I think he's breathing. I'm looking through the window. He heard a moaning. We hear him say, oh, Katie, call your mom. And then we hear him say, oh, Christian's dad is here. And then he says, the police arrive. Right. So we know that that's when Christian was shot in that... Minute and a half. Minute and six seconds. Unless it happened before any of this. And well, Katie we, was we on hear, the phone well, we for hear, the entirety but, of that. But we hear Christian's voice on Pat's first 911 right. call. So, so we, we know that right. he's alive during right. Pat's first 911 right. call. And we also know that he's been shot before Pat calls 911 the second time. Right. Now, on the other hand, so there's a minute, what do we say, a minute and six seconds? The math of from 1058.36 to 1059.42, that's a minute and six seconds between when Pat's on the phone, the phone is dropping, the call's dropping, and Pat calling and saying he's shot. And we know between that time. So that's a minute for all of those things to happen. But meanwhile, Katie's on the phone right. with 911. That's right. So whether it starts exactly two seconds after Pat's call ends or some other time, they definitely were overlapping. And we don't hear any of that back and forth struggle trying to close the well, door, no, that's glass during the, breaking. Well, it may that's not during the minute and a half. It may not be. six seconds. may not be verbal at that point. No, but he would be saying it. He's telling us, yes, I'm going to try to get in the door. Call drops. She's on the phone saying he's trying to get in, please send help. And then on her call, please send help. It sounds like we hear Pat. It sounds like Pat's yelling. She's saying he's in. He's broken into he's my house. He's broken into the house. And it sounds like we hear Pat yelling. And then you stop hearing it. She gets off. She's calmer. And then Pat calls back before the end of her call and says, I've shot. So we can speculate about this over and over and over again. And it really is something that confounds me every time I listen to it because the expectation is we would hear the gunshots. We would hear the glass break. We We would would hear hear the the struggle. struggle. (laughs) Jinx. I mean, that's how often we've talked about it is that we've fallen into the same speech pattern. We're like, these are the things that we expect. I mean, it's a minute and six seconds for this thing to happen, but it's not just that it's a minute and six seconds. It's also that Katie's on the phone during that. It's a recorded minute and right. six there's, seconds. There, there, one minute and four of seconds of that time is being recorded on Katie's call. You do hear Pat yelling in the background, so maybe that's happening. Yeah, I want to make two points just so that the people listening are clear. When we're listening to these 911 calls, there is a lot of noise in the background that's not just the two people, the 911 caller and either Pat or Katie talking. You hear typing on the computers from the 911 call, you know, the 911 operator basically reporting the incident, typing in the incident. You hear other voices, supposedly people in the background at the 911 call center sort of fielding other calls or dispatching deputies to the scene. We hear a voice that sounds like Pat, but we can't tell. We don't, I don't understand what he's saying. We can't really quite tell. We hear that strange moan that we don't know where that comes from. Is it Christian? Is it Pat? Is, is it, it just an inanimate object? Is it a siren is or it, something? Yeah, yeah, sound at the call center. I mean, we just don't, we, there's a lot of sounds that we're hearing in here that we can't explain. We don't necessarily know exactly where 
Katie is during her call. On her second 911 call, she doesn't say, I'm in the closet, or she doesn't say, I'm in the living room. She doesn't say where she is. But we do have notes, or I think deposition from the investigator who says that when he took the initial statement at the scene, Katie said she was in the closet. We also have Pat saying, I don't know where she was, but I found her crying in the closet later. That said, during his call, we have him hollering to Katie. Katie, call your mother, tell her not to come home. Right. So we know that there's some interaction between them during this call. It is such a short span of time between that first call where Christian is alive and the fourth call where Christian is struggling for his life. And so I know that those were incredibly difficult to listen to, but they are so important in helping us not only understand the timeline of what happened that day, but also understanding a very different perspective. You know, we can hear the fear in Katie's voice, just like we can hear Pat's voice admitting that he shot Christian. Now, we're going to continue to explore the events of what happened right after Christian was shot in our next episode. And that includes Pat Chisholm's own retelling of the day in question. That's it for this week's episode of True Crime Story, It Couldn't Happen Here. But be sure to join us next week as we dive deeper into the Christian Griggs case. There he goes, like it's in a state of shock. You know, just, it seems surreal. I, I, sometimes Saturday night or Sunday, something happened and I just, I've had panic attack after panic attack, which I've never had before. Join us next week as we continue to roll up our sleeves and dig in. Thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't watched Sundance TV's true crime story, It Couldn't Happen Here, you can catch all of our episodes streaming on AMC+. For more information about this and other cases we've covered, follow at ICHHstories on Instagram. True Crime Story It Couldn't Happen Here was produced by Mischief Farm in association with Bungalow Media and Entertainment, Authentic Management Productions, and Figdonia in partnership with Sundance TV. Executive producers are me, Hillary Burton Morgan, Liz DeCessory, Robert Friedman, Mike Powers, and Meg Mortimer. Producers are Maggie Robinson-Katz and Libby Siegel. Our audio engineer is Brendan Dalton with original music by Philip Ridiotis. We want to say a special thank you to everyone who participated, but especially the families impacted by our cases. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind, so you can look and feel amazing no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.